Oh man. Can you hear the music? I hear Badass. <laughs> Working on lyrics for it next. Favorite part right there. All right, welcome back to another episode of On the Throne with Dick. And uh, shout out to Senjin Boychuk for, you know, making that intro and outro music. The guy, he recently just got married. So, you know, if you're listening to this, it's probably been about a month or so since he got married. But, like, whatever. Uh, shout out to him and his new wife, his beautiful bride. I don't remember. I don't remember her name, but like she's there. She exists. And uh, on today's episode, we have the best crane operator in the land. I, how do you say your last name? Is it Bosch or Bosch? Bosch, just like like the um, basketball tools? player. Oh, I was thinking more like the tools, like the <laughs> or like the appliances. But if that was my family, I don't think I'd be crane operating because I'd just be rich, living off daddy's money. Hell yeah, that's also not a bad way to go. I if I was that Bosch. I would love it. <laughs> Bosch stitch, right? Bosch, yeah. You just need to you need to uh, lie to them somehow and be like, "Hey, I think I'm a long lost daughter. Daddy, daddy, or mommy was sneaky, and uh, you know, there's there's some shit that daddy. Oh, hopefully, daddy's dead, and then you know they can't question it. Yeah, best value. They can't check DNA. Will be good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's no living relatives that could give a DNA sample. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. If we're, if we're dreaming big, big. <laughs> so we got the best crane operator in the land, Morgan. What's up? Just got home from work and settling down before I uh, pretty much go to bed and do it all over again. How about you? You're you're working from home right now? Like you get to go home every night? Yeah, which is best value. So right now I'm working 13 days on, one day off. So kind of shitty, but <laughs> really good money. But it's in town five minutes from my house. So I really can't complain. You can't complain. Do you live in Fort Mac? Uh, so I'm in Sherwood Park. So we're just oh. out, like my uh, branch is in Edmonton. So it's just outside of Sherwood Park. And then the, I'm working at Air Products currently. And that's just behind Mammut. That's badass. So like you, uh, you're like 15 minutes away from me. I live on the north side of Edmonton now. Oh, yeah. We're really close. Though. Yeah. I get to see like hookers and like needles and stuff. And don't worry, it's safe. It's completely safe. It's really safe. I think I lock my doors when I go in your neighborhood. I uh, I have alarms on my doors, and I'm getting a cane corso soon. So I don't know if you've ever seen a cane corso, but those dogs can be like 200 pounds. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, nobody fucks with a cane corso. <laughs> yeah, you might be safe when you are north side with a corso. It's not that bad though. Like I live like. I live uh, just south off 118, so like it's it's not that bad. When you go down, they're gentrifying the area. They're making it all nice. It's it's quiet. They're moving in young families like mine to you know change the area a bit. They're gentrifying it, and uh, you know it's quiet. I've only seen the police once or twice, so you know there's I've only ever had to remove one homeless encampment from my from behind my shed. So that's cool. It's good. It's good. That's I grew up in Millwood, so kind of the same sketchiness level. Oh, so you and I, we're breaking rules right now. Yeah, north side, south side, we don't, maybe we have to brawl instead of podcast. Uh, throw them up. Let's do it. I'm down. Right. 
All right. Well, no, you got you got those crane operator arms, though. You you might me those would be jelly, right? Yeah, pretty much jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, how'd you get into how'd you get into crane operating? Like, what 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 took you that way? Well, I always wanted to be a teacher, so a little different than crane operating. Um, and then I was working for the summer, and I was trying to figure out if I wanted to keep waitressing, or if I wanted to do bartending, or what I wanted to do. And I was fortunate enough that my dad worked at Mammut. Um, so he's like, well, why don't you come be a summer laborer? It's 25 bucks an hour at the time instead of making minimum wage for something that I might not like. So I was like, well, I'll try it out and I'll kind of see I can apply for school and go from there. So I was really fortunate that he opened the door for me um, and then I could prove myself from there. But as soon as I got to Mamut, I absolutely fell in love with cranes and I've been there for the last eight and a half years. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly the best job ever, best company, and I have no complaints. Yeah, I used to used to call Mamut Mamaway. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. What kind of dog is that? This is Luna, and she's a black lab. She's black a little lab. nice. <laughs> Do you have any pets? No, just kids. Oh yeah, you have two we, girls. We, yeah, we we decided to start keeping our cum as pets, and they became <laughs> shit. Why did I say that? <laughs> I get in trouble. No, 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 that's funny. She she probably won't listen to that anyway. So she's she listens, but like she just skims and she's doing mom stuff while it's while while it's on in the background. She knows I talk about her at least once every podcast, and I usually say something you know, you know, grotesque, and (laughs) and she tries to listen for it. So yeah, there's one episode she hasn't. uh, found it yet and it was the dinks episode where i talked about some some pretty interesting stuff i'll have to listen in and send a link to your wife eh oh man that would get me in a lot of trouble Uh, you know (laughs) i was at home for six weeks after i recorded that episode and that was the joke about it. it was like oh she's never i have six weeks for her to uh you know listen to it and get mad and then recover and 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 we're good again. She didn't listen to it yet. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like back in July or something. Oh yeah. You're, you're good now. That's probably way back when. Hell yeah. So we have a, we have a connection actually. Yeah, we sure do. Zach Dido. Yeah. So he's second cousin, third cousin, something like that. And then, um, he was looking for a job and I ended up toss him over like uh his resume over to our manager and uh she did an interview and he got hired on and now he's been up at Port McMurray as an apprentice right now for cranes and yeah he's been doing great good for him that was my boss back in the day he used to be really? my uh yeah when I was piling I was screw piling and he he was my boss he was the safety guy slash boss and guy. uh yeah I love that guy I love him you know we I, I see sometimes things pop up in my on this day on Facebook, you know, that, that show like conversations I posted of him and I having at like one at three in the morning when I'm like, Hey, uh, uh, just wait outside for me. I gotta, I gotta pull up my pants. Just wait till I'm finished. Right. And he's like, nah, leave them down and finish in the truck. And I'm like, yeah. The typical like trade conversation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No, that's, that's awesome. So like, like I don't I, I remember talking to the crane operators and stuff like that. 
um, when I was in Fort Mac on a couple of different sites anyway, and their mammoth's always there. And I would, I would always find myself having a conversation with the crane operators. You know, they're just sitting there doing nothing twiddling their thumb <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I was having a conversation with them and like, I don't know if it's still that way now, but they could get paid differently depending on what crane they were operating. Totally. So it depends on uh, what crane you're riding. So uh, if you're part of the union in Alberta, it's OE955. Uh, great union to be a part of. And yep. basically for tonnage, you start off with base rate. And then from there, like the bigger crane you run, the more money you get. And then if you have captains as well, then you get money on top of that. If you work night shift, then you get money on top of that too. So it's That's pretty badass. Good. Just keep growing, keep getting more money. You guys, you're in a union? Yeah, union. Yeah, lucky you guys, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a good union. <laughs> you part of Clack? Uh, no, so, no, uh, no, it's like the. Yeah, you're in the nine five five. My bad. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was a part of Clack, so that's not a real union. Yeah, that's what I heard too. They're not. Yeah, Clack can get fucked. <laughs> yeah. I I agree with that one. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting and. You know, I, I love talking to them and finding out different stuff. And, you know, uh, I can't remember the biggest crane Mammut had at the time, but it was it was massive. And the guy was, like, really excited to be running it. It was giant. Yeah, there's some big crawlers. So um, the biggest crawler, so those are the ones with the tracks and the lattice boom that I've run, is a 200-ton. And then um, there's different divisions. So there's also the all-terrain cranes, and those are the ones I primarily – uh, run. So those are the ones you need your class one for. So I got my class one back in 2018. And then you can basically just every single day is different, which is why I love it. Cause you hop in the crane, you drive somewhere downtown, do a lift afternoon, head somewhere else. And then you do another lift. So you're busy, you're doing different things every day. You're driving. Um, and the last division is an RT. So a rough terrain. And those are the ones that primarily stay on sites. They get trucked on sites and um, that's what I'm on currently, just because this gig is so good and so close to home and I'm working so many hours that I uh, really wanted to be on it. <laughs> so it's a little boring compared to like my day-to-day -day changes, but it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great site at least. <laughs> that's awesome. Like what's the biggest one you've operated? Um, I guess crawlers 200 ton, ATs would be 165, which is an LTM 1100. And then RTs would be a 160. So still growing, but they're <laughs> they're great cranes. So you've operated the big fucker, right? Like the big, big, big one? You betcha. That's badass. That's so yeah. badass. I love when you uh, show up to site and they're like, hey, where's the crane operator? Like, this is it. This is all you got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, we I don't know if you listen to the podcast or not in August, yeah. but we had a lot of uh, blue collar ladies and you get that a lot. They got, they, they all talked about it, you know, like. They get to site and people are like, okay, do you need help with this? Do you need help doing that? Well, would you ask a man if he needed help? Right? Totally. Yeah. No, that's 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 kind of crazy that, you know, I, I I love those big ass cranes. Okay. So is it true there are two types of cranes? One that hasn't fallen and one that hasn't fallen yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard that before, but yeah, you're right. I don't right. Know in the one that uh, has fallen because I don't know if I want to. <laughs> being those rebuilds yeah you've never you've never had one fall on while you were around no i think i'd be out of done changing careers if that ever happened i've heard of them happening but never on my site never 
uh, never at my mood either that I've been a part of. I can't remember who it was. Maybe my shack. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> when I was on Husky Sunrise, maybe, uh, back in the day, I think they had one fall. Oh, that's scary. I've seen one tipped over afterwards, like, um, in the city and I went to go take a look and I almost puked looking at it. Like it was just the freakiest thing. And I'd never want that ever to happen to me or anyone I know, cause it's not a good feeling. And luckily that one, no one was hurt, but uh, not a good situation. Have you ever operated one of those ones that like, you know, sits up in inside a building and like it goes out and like across like the city streets and no, not the tower cranes. Um, I really want to try. I don't yeah. think time, but uh, when you're picking things up, the deflection, so like the boom really like bends back and forth. And I really want to experience that feeling. So I want to do that. But with my ticket right now, I'm qualified to run those as well. But I just haven't had the opportunity since my moot doesn't have them. But in the long run, I wouldn't want to run them. <laughs> that would be pretty badass. You know, that'd be, you know, always looking at like, how the hell do they build that thing? Right. How do they build those? But with the mobile cranes. So I've built a yeah. lot, um, but never got to sit in them. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I've seen the pictures from the crane, the tower crane operator in Ottawa that was working on the parliament building. And he was taking like stunning videos and pictures and just like, that was, that was so cool. You know, be, you know, as a kid, you know, look, going by and looking up at like, oh, wow, that's that's badass, right? Can you imagine the guy in there? Like, you have to have some balls. Yeah, I think so, too. Not scared of heights, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you like, okay, when they're in there, are they harnessed up? No, like once you're in, doors are shut and you're good to go. So you just sit in it and you're good to go. It's actually only one year of schooling. Like the mobile crane is three years and tower crane's only one. You'd think that'd be the other way around. Totally. There's way more at stake in a tower crane, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> no? I don't think so. Oh, man. Really? Okay, you got to explain that then. Because, like, tower crane, you know, like, if you fall, people are going to die. Yeah. But I think, like, when you're climbing, I don't, I've never been in one, but when you're climbing up, that's probably the worst part of the day. <laughs> well, once you're in, then I think you're fine. And, like, lifting, you're kind of just like an... I don't want the crane, the tower crane operators to come for me, but uh, you're just pretty much like an overhead crane where it's going back and forth like you would in yeah. the top, grand scheme. Um, That's and fair. Then, but it also depends if you have like, yeah, it depends which type of tower crane for sure. I don't know enough about them to bash them, but I just know I love mobile cranes more. Man, they're probably going to reach out after hearing that. You got to talk about that more. They're probably going to reach out and be like, hey, Fuck come you to more. the dark side. <laughs> oh that's a little nicer <laughs> that's badass i love that um whenever no, it's a crane operator, tower crane though i'm like no 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 i only climb like six feet yeah no the i bet you when you get up there at the beginning of the day like when you climb all the way up and you sit down like your legs are just shaking you're like jello and then, like, when you climb down at the end of the day, get back on the pavement, like, your legs are just shaking. I bet you that is exhausting in itself. Like, you just, you're at the, I bet you those tower crane operators are just tired all the time. Yeah, climbing up and down there. Because the regular size yeah. of a crater, like, mobile crane, usually pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. No. What's, uh, what's some, what's a really cool load that you've had? Like, some, 
like what's yeah i guess what's a really cool load that you've you've had that you were you do you usually know before you get there what kind of load you're gonna have or like do they they, they give you the load down beforehand or do you ever get surprised like hey you're going to site today and uh you'll find out when you get there usually like they kind of give you a little bit little bit of a description so they'll say like hey morgan like this is where you're going today here's the address you'll be hoisting like an air unit or you'll be hoisting um stuff like that I don't know if I have like my favorite cool one because they're all just so unique and also cool because you're doing something different every time. Sorry. <laughs> the <What> girls are <laughs> but like I think just building Edmonton in like a hole and like is really cool. I mostly stay around Edmonton anyways. And then just driving around and pointing out to like my friends and eventually like my future kids like hey mom built that or i was part of this so that i think is really cool but other than that i've done anything from like cell towers to like air units uh steel buildings concrete panels um just yeah building edmonton that's badass like that's so yeah. bad like i know a lot of people who are like oh i want to be a crane operator you know and like i i actually know one well i don't really know <laughs> you, but like i feel like i do yeah, we live close enough, eh? Yeah, fuck it. We, yeah, we live close enough. 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. You would probably wouldn't come over for coffee in the ghetto, but I'd go to Sherwood Park. Yeah, Sherwood Park, you, you come over this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Like, um, like, are you guys always hiring and, like, for, you know, crane operators and stuff? And, like, are you looking for, like, I guess apprentices? I, I guess you would call them like, how would you start off uh, as like an apprentice crane operator? Yeah. So right now the business is booming and a lot of the um, older generation is retiring. So we're trying to replenish um, apprentices as much as we can. I was went into the office for a little stint and helped dispatch and plan. And then I hire a lot of people. Um, so during that time I hired, I think around like 40 apprentices in the, wow. the short and Honestly, anyone who has a good work ethic can definitely be a crane operator. Um, it's all teachable. So starting as a green hand is the best. So just send a resume into Mamut. And if you have a class one, that's really helpful. But other than that, like they're always looking for hands. Um, people go to wind farms and stuff like that. But they're hiring like crazy right now. I think that's insane that you need your class one for some of those. Yeah, those are the... Well, I'm biased, but those are the best cranes that you need your class one for. Oh, I bet. I bet. So you got your class one. Sorry. What's that say? No, go ahead. Sorry. You need your class three uh, to run those, but through my moots policy, they want you to have a class one. So I got my class one because I wanted to go into that division and it opened the doors for me to go that way. So it showed initiative to do that anyways. I I can't, I can't uh, figure out the joystick, so I don't have a class three or one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big steering wheel and then you press drive just like your car yeah i like on a crane right yeah but like i work in the vac industry and like i'm a swamper and i want to be a driver maybe at some point i don't think so i don't think i want to do it but a uh, big reason for that would be i can't figure out the shear the shifter you know to get my class three. Oh well even better you could take your class one in an automatic and all the cranes are automatic, so you're good to go. All right, there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. And then when I tried, when they asked me if I have a class one, I'll be like, "Yep." And they'll stick me in like a shifter. 
and I'll <laughs> fuck it right up. I'll be like, hey, man, you asked if I had my class one. You didn't ask if I could drive it. I uh, took my class one in a standard just because I wanted to be wanted to learn it. And I did about 20 hours um, of training prior because I've never sat in a semi, never sat in like a crane that drove down the road. So I wanted to pay for the extra hours because this was before all the policies changed and it wasn't grand. It was like two grand. Um, but yeah, it's they teach you everything. And I'm pretty sure I got a few like grinding gears knocks on my uh, final exam there, but who cares now? I got the class one. Good to go. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Do you, oh, do you have to pass a medical to be a crane operator? Yeah, so every... Well, just if you're doing your class one. So that's the only way you can... Um, for every... Sorry. So to get your class one every five years at my age anyways, until you're about yeah. 40, then you need your uh, medical, which is every five years. But to just be a regular crane operator for a rough terrain or a crawler crane operator, you don't need a medical. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> that's that's insane. I might go do that. I kind of want to operate a crane okay, now. Your resume, I'll pass it on. Oh <laughs> yeah. Hey, so would I have to start as a, like a single sig single man, signal man? Uh, so you start now. They've changed the policies a little bit. Instead of a laborer, you'd start as a first year apprentice. Um, so you'd get signed up with the union, and you would start uh, collecting your hours right away. So pretty much you'd be rigging with the crew, learning how to build cranes, that kind of stuff. And then eventually you'd go to school for your first year. And then once that's complete, they'll start throwing you in cranes and show you like the really small ones, like a carry deck or a small rough terrain crane. And then once you get the basics of that, you kind of just keep moving up and up and up. And then you kind of branch out on which way, which division you want to go to. But that's yeah, it's, it's a sweet job. I'm going to, I'm going to apply at some point or another. Perfect. I got to figure out. I got to figure some stuff out here, but like, I guess like, okay, you don't mind me asking. And I'm sure like, what do they start people at? Okay. So then um, it's all like, cause ours is through the union. So it's all online as well. So anything I'm not, I'm not like spilling any secrets or anything. Yeah. First year is around $29 an hour because it's 70% uh, of base rate. And then next year is 80% of the year after is uh, 90%. So it's 29. Then you go up to about 33 something cents. And then I think it goes up to 38 and then base rate is 42. So you start off 42, depending on like what doesn't matter what crane you're running, like um, the smaller cranes. And then as you get up higher tonnage, then it goes up and up and up. That's that. That's not bad at all. Starting at, you know, how many hours do you need to get your like from first year to the next so you need three things. Um, so you need to pass your anniversary date, which is a full year. Okay. You need to go to school, which is only six weeks. And it's kind of like grade nine math. It's not uh, too, too hard. And then um, 1,500 hours. So same as your regular like apprenticeship for welding or pipe fitting or anything along those lines. Um, joke's on you. I failed grade nine math like three times. <laughs> well, you'll hear <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish I was kidding about that. You know, I actually know. I, I failed it a couple times, but like I, I it wasn't it was mostly because I wasn't paying attention. And then so, yeah, and then I started paying attention. They put me in what they call essentials mathematics, where they in Ontario you don't get a credit for it. They dumb it right down. They put you in another room with a whole bunch of other half tards, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting in this room, right? And I'm like, huh, I wonder who I can copy off of. And I moved next to my wife's best friend at the time, and I'm like She's got to be smart, right? Like, my wife's smart. She's got to be smart, right? 
So I'm sitting there and I realized very quickly that, uh, yeah, I'm probably better off to learn this on my own. We're both in essentials mathematics. <laughs> both in the same class for a reason, probably. Yeah. So they dumbed it down. They, they dumbed it down. They taught you things you're actually going to need like taxes. And if you get paid this much per year and you want to buy a house and you know, they, they dumbed it down. They called it not essential. And then, and then once I got it, they, uh, they made it hard again. And then I got to go back with the smarter kids who they're not all smart either. So, <laughs> you know, and, and now I can do math, like no problem. Oh, perfect. So do you think that helps you in the long run doing that one course? Uh, like, did it help me in the long run? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I'm really good at numbers, like with my money and, with taxes and stuff like that yeah and also it definitely help me out when you're in grade nine too you're not really focused on school you're focused on a whole bunch of other things but when you go to um to do your apprenticeship training like that's your career this is where you're how you're going to get a raise and stuff yeah. like that focused yeah absolutely do you now when you when an apprentice goes to school does the apprentice have to pay for that um so the union's awesome <laughs> they pay for as long as you pass, they pay for your schooling and your books, and then you can collect EI, or if you wanted to stay like on, you can stay on as well and just work weekends, if there is weekend work. So really, you don't, like it's cost zero money to go to school except for the missed income. So it's really not bad at all. And then they have a whole bunch of scholarships. So when I went to school, I made more money as a first year going to school and scholarships than I would have um, if I worked. So it, they have a lot of scholarships that people don't apply for either. So it's good to apply for everything. <laughs> yeah, of course. Take advantage of everything you can. Definitely. Are you there? Oh, you're there. <laughs> so, so how did the, are, are you the person behind the Instagram page? Some crane up. So it's kind of like a mixture between all of us. So how it started was, um, oh. my branch manager, who's also my best friend. Uh, we met through work. Um, we started posting it together and so we're both admins on the page but then all the guys in our branch are really really bought in which is what makes it so cool because all the guys are off on such cool jobs all the time and they're always sending us photos so it's tanya and i together and we run the page but everyone's so bought in that it kind of feels like it's all of us so just because we're we are the ones posting it it's really all of mamut edmonton and calgary that's cool. And it's cool that, you know, the company in itself has let you guys post stuff with the logo on the internet. Internet. Yeah, so far so good anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of companies have, have realized over the last five years, I'd say, you know, let them do it. As long as they're doing their work and as long as they're not being disrespectful and as long as, you know, they're not being uh, distasteful, let them do it. You know, like it's free advertising. Definitely free advertisement. And as long as we're posting things that are safe, um, then they're happy. So, yep. I know the only... company I work for, they love when I use the trucks. Oh, really? They <laughs> yeah, love it. A followers too. So, yeah, they, they love it. Like, so they don't have a Facebook page or they recently got one, I think. And, you know, they, they're just, they fell behind. They fell so far behind in the, in, in the social media online world. Right. They they're all the competition. They have Facebook pages, they have Instagram pages, you know, they're constantly updating the whole world as to what they're 
what they're doing and us not so much right and um it wasn't until i made an advertisement for them a couple of years ago on tiktok that they were like whoa we need to do it got us work so they're like wow you know like that's badass we need to you know do it and when i don't use the trucks in the videos uh for a while like the head honcho like the owner he's like hey where's dick why isn't he using the trucks in the videos you know and i think it's cool i think it's cool and you know the oil companies are a lot like that now i don't know if you've noticed but you know horizon pd um enzyme a couple of service companies they're, they're all on tiktok now and they're all posting videos of of their scope of operations yeah it's really cool uh like you said free advertisement and like it's really changing the world how much like social media or let alone TikTok could um, yep. change everything too. Like even through some up, uh, we've gotten a lot of people message us and we've had people get hired on because it messaged us on some crane up. So it's like, okay, you're interested in cranes, send us. Yeah. That's badass. You know, like you're like, um, remember that Facebook page? It was in 2013. I can't remember what it was. But like they were, everyone was in it together, you know, at, during the downturn, no one could find a job, you know, and there was a fuck ton of people on this page looking for work. And people were like, well, hey, I heard this company over here is hiring. And that page came together and people got each other work. Yeah, Oilfield Dads on, on uh, Facebook, uh, Chad Miller, that's how that started. And cool. uh, yeah, it is, he, you know, he made, he made the page. And within like a day, it had 10,000 people on there, right? And, you know, people going through the same shit within the industry. Yeah, the power of social media is crazy. Like even we started making the stickers, which I saw you repping one of ours too, which is sweet. But uh, yeah. the power of social media is crazy because we have our stickers in like the States and England and Australia, like they're getting shipped out everywhere and it's really cool to see people posting like their hard hats with like our logo on it. And one of our crane operators, uh, Dallas actually like, designed the sticker for me. So it's, it's so cool. Cause like, like I said, we're a big family and we've done kind of everything together and to see it ship worldwide is so cool for just something that we started doing as something for fun. Yeah, no, that is, I know what you mean, right. You know, like the, the, the merch and the hard hat stickers, you know, seeing them everywhere. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty surreal feeling, you know, sending shirts as far away as Australia and to, you know, parts of Texas, lots of, lots of people in Texas buy it and lots of people in Europe. And it's, it's really neat. And even the podcast look, cause it shows me like towns and cities and countries that, you know, where the podcast is being listened to, you know, and it's everywhere. The only place I can't seem to crack is South uh, South America, South America. I thought you were gonna say North Korea, and I was like, "Well, usually they have some laws against that." <laughs> well, yeah, but even even someone in Russia is listening. People in Ukraine are listening. It's it's so cool, you know. It's such a good feeling, you know. When I when I look at the map, and it's like, okay, it's a red dot here, red dot here, right? And uh, it's it's just it's really cool. It is so cool, and like just to see like even the crane community, and I'm sure you know with like um the rigs and the community is so small like there's a lot of people in it but everyone seems to know everyone and you can always have a conversation going we're like oh do you know this person or do you know this person and now that 
some crane op has kind of come together, people are sending us photos from like all over the world, which is so cool. And working for a global con- uh, global company, it's really cool too, because listeners from England are sending us photos and we get to post those, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is badass. Um, do you know, have you ever listened to Blind Pole Podcast? No. What is it about? It's a group of crane operators from all over the world. They have, they had their own podcast. It folded last year, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, it was the Lion Pole podcast. And David, uh, he's actually coming on the podcast at some point. I have to reach out again. But David, he started it. He's a crane operator in Texas. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. And I was on the podcast uh, once. Um, you know, it was just blue collar and oil field work and he was a crane operator in the oil field in Texas. So, um, I was on it, but the, the episode, uh, didn't make it to air before the podcast folded. So, um, it's, it's all good. That happens a lot. It's just how podcasting works, but you know, um, yeah, David, David's coming on the podcast at some point and that'd be a really cool guy to look up. Uh, Brothers of the hook is what the TikTok page is called. Oh yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I just didn't know they had a podcast back, and they—that's cool. I follow them already on Instagram, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Brothers of the Hook. Uh, yeah, they the line pull, and it's sad that that they went. I think they had like some scheduling issues, and they got really busy and couldn't make it work anymore. But yeah, it's a lot of work, as you know, <laughs> a lot of editing, a lot of getting people on the podcast, recording. Even social media, like when we're posting uh, photos of the crane, it's like, ah, I don't have time right now. I'm just in the middle of like doing something at work and you want to post at that prime time and you want to keep posting daily so you can keep the followers happy. But at the same time, like life, life gets busy. Absolutely. I, I don't do any editing. I, uh, you can't edit out a real life conversation, right? And so that's kind of where I'm going with it. Uh, you know, I, I don't do any homework and I don't, uh, I don't study. I don't know much about the person that I'm talking to. I fly by the seat of my pants every episode. And like, it's really nerve wracking when I get into it. Right. And I, I love it. I love it. Chaos, uh, ordering chaos. Right. And that's how I live my life really is like just chaos is king. Right. And I love it. So I don't, I don't do any of that homework or anything like that. I, I just, you know, I've tried. I've tried doing homework and and having like a format to follow and it just throws the whole episode off. It throws it off because in my mind, I want it to go how I would have a naturally free flowing conversation and you can't plan a conversation, right? So what what we're doing is having a conversation. I can't plan that. Yeah, it makes sense. And it seems like it just like even listening to your podcast, like it's just, it's it's a natural flow. So it's like you're having a conversation with your friends, even though I'm just in my car yeah exactly yeah i love it i love that you feel that and i love that you listen that's awesome <laughs> like which have you listened to all of them uh recently i started listening well i follow mud Sloot on uh tiktok and we were talking back and forth i sent her some uh stickers back and forth so i've listened to that one and then your most recent one and then some odd ones here and there have you listened to the anger management episode yet with riley no, but I uh, I did see that when I was scrolling the other day, and I was like, no, I wonder what this is about. <laughs> next week, by next week, that will be the most downloaded episode I've ever had. It just surpassed Uncle Hack, 
and it's about to pass Chris Barber's episode. So cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And uh, the most downloaded one is the, the first one where it was just my wife and I having a conversation about, you know, what, how the podcast came to be and what I hope it to be and yada, yada, yada. And yeah, uh, Riley's episode two weeks in is going to be like the highest or the most listened to episode. It's crazy. Oh, that's awesome. I'll definitely look into it and then uh, up your number by one. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. No, Mud Sloot's good shit, eh? I love Mud Sloot. Yeah, she's pretty cool. We just started talking just because I saw her TikToks on, uh, well, on TikTok. And then we started chatting back and forth about how we both got into the trades and then uh, sent her some stickers and kind of just been bullshitting back and forth. So it's pretty cool. The industry is so small. Like, I've got to know a lot of people that I wouldn't get to know it beforehand um, yeah. through making TikToks and stuff like that as well. And people send yep. Some free swag which is pretty sweet too i love that that's my favorite part um <laughs> big industry small community yeah right? that's yeah it. yeah um i've talked about it lots before but like that's kind of what i enjoy about tiktok and instagram and the whole social media thing is that i've connected with oil and gas workers from all over the planet right and we've we've had really amazing conversations it's nice to know someone in malaysia is going through the same shit as someone in northern alberta and in texas and wherever else they have oil in the world right so it's pretty cool to make those connections and you know you you some of these people don't even speak english but you know it's it's pretty cool you know you know the gist of what they're saying totally and even like some of my closest friends are like 40 year old men and like to think back like you wouldn't think that you'd have those connections but you work with these people every day. You see them more than your family. And like, it's just, yeah. you have to bond about like same thing. If you're talking on the podcast, um, you have something to bond about like cranes or the industry and you just get to know them and become friends, which is so cool. Yeah, no, that is, that is like top notch. That is like chef's kiss. Um, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast about why I started TikTok too. Right. Like I didn't know if I wanted to be in the industry anymore. I was having a hard time. It was at the beginning of COVID, you know, COVID didn't, didn't give me the mental health issues, but it exposed them. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I, I didn't know if I wanted to be here anymore. I didn't know if I, if this was for me, you know, I wanted, if I wanted to go home and, and be a stay at home dad or not stay at home dad, but like be home every night. And my wife would also have to get a job at that point too. We'd have to make that sacrifice. Right, right now she gets to be a stay-at-home mom, and that's super hard and super rare in today's economy, right? Yeah, and really. so, I, yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to be here anymore. And then uh, I found TikTok, and I connected with everyone in the industry, and I realized very quickly that this is where I need to be, where I want to be, right? This is this is for me, you know, and. Uh, it's had to start in Alberta, had to start in Fox Creek, but it quickly, quickly like spread across the planet. When I go live, I love seeing whether it be on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook. When I go live, I love oh coming in from Colorado, what's up? Oh coming in from Australia, what's up? You know, coming in from Malaysia on a, on a platform rig. You know, like that's that's cool. So cool just to see people from all around the world just tuning in, and like it's so yeah. cool. 
even 20 years ago, like you wouldn't have this connection, but now that you have phones and you can talk to literally anyone in the world and bond over things like the trades is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how, you know, a lot of people, when I make videos, right. And it looks like I'm attacking a certain trade or a certain uh, the safety guy. Right. I'm, I like to make fun of them, but I'm also, you know, I'm more than down yeah. to poke fun at myself too. Self-deprecating humor is something I do a lot of and people take shit way too seriously. <laughs> yeah. I found yeah. the internet trolls yeah. are way yeah, can worse. You. Can you hear me still? Oh, oh, you're frozen a little bit. You're still frozen. Oh, you're back. There you are. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. Can you hear me? Okay, right, there we go. This is the funny <laughs> shit about not editing. It's because people listen to it back and then it's like, hear me? Can you hear me? Right? You, you know, yeah. Tech, yeah, technical difficulties are just a part of it. And it may drive some people nuts. I love it. It is yeah. what it is. I'm not professional. It's I'm very flawed as is my podcast. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So as I was saying, like people on the internet are like way meaner than people on site. Like I posted a couple funny TikToks and some of the people like were just like ripping me apart. And I was like, man, I made this as a joke. And at first it kind of like pissed me off. And then afterwards I was like, okay, like you guys are just being internet trolls. Like there is no way anyone at site would ever make any of these comments at me in real yeah. life because I've had like a great experience with like the men and the women I work with. So I was just like, okay, I just got to laugh it off because the internet is just crazy. <laughs> oh, it's unreal. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of these people have said to me like, Oh, I saw you on site today. And then they get real mouthy and shit. Like you have an unfair advantage. You already know what I look like. I don't know what you yeah. look like. Come up to me and be like, Oh, you're you're a little bitch, or you don't work hard, yada yada yada. And it's like, okay, we'll have a conversation about it when I when the when the level when the when the playing field is level, you know. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little unfair sometimes, but hey, whatever. Life's unfair and unjust, so fuck it. That's fair. <laughs> fuck it, yeah. is right. Yeah, so where where do you where do you see yourself in five years with the whole crane thing like you you obviously want to move up to a tower crane but no, like that means no. you would have what <laughs> no tower cranes suck oh you don't want to be in a tower crane no i just want to try one out but i want to move up on bigger cranes for sure so definitely um five years in the industry i want to be running bigger cranes um i do love the small cranes just because they're so self-sufficient and you can go, you don't need any trailers to come with you. Um, and they're just so cool, but the bigger cranes and like the bigger jobs and the bigger projects you get to become a part of, that's cool. So I don't really have any goals right now besides learning bigger cranes. All right. And, and like, I don't know if you can answer this, but like, does your transformation into bigger cranes and eventually getting to bigger and bigger cranes, like, can, can you do that with, where you currently are or like do you have to eventually like you know move move on from that and to in order to evolve definitely can stay in the same place like honestly uh just starting as a laborer at mamut 
the world is your oyster. I went into the office for a little bit, um, came back to the industry, and you can literally go any direction you want to go, move up as much as you want, as much like as big as crane you want to go. And uh, we also have the global division, which is super cool. So if you want to join global, you can go anywhere in the world and uh, follow cranes around too. So really working for a worldwide company is really neat because there's so many opportunities. You could literally dream about something and do it. Do you want to go across the world? No, <laughs> I like traveling and I like making my money now and then I can go travel on my free time. But work, I like to be in Alberta because then I'm, yeah. it feels like home. And yeah, I'd rather spend my vacation somewhere fun than working. And I hear also, that. I hear that. Places like, okay, yeah, you're going to like South Africa, but you're not going to like the safaris and stuff. You're going to like a guarded camp with guns. So you're not going <laughs> to. Yep. You're not yep. Anger management episode at the episode with Riley. He he's been kidnapped. He's been <laughs> shot, stabbed. Oh my gosh! He had to jump out of a couple of airplanes. Uh, he's been in a couple of helicopter crashes. The guy's been all over the world, done everything, and he's only forty-five. Jeez, my uh, fiance works. He works at my mood as well, and uh, he worked in Russia for a year and he's got some pretty crazy stories too about just the stuff that happens in Russia working for Mamut, He went and worked for global for a bit and it's just crazy. Wow. That's, that's kind of think, I think what I would end up wanting to do, you know, if I wanted, if I were got on with something like that, that had a chance to like travel across the world, I think eventually that's, that's what I'd want to do. And, you know, the podcast I think would be so cool because we're like, Hey, I'm recording live from <laughs> Nigeria. You know, like how cool would that be? Yeah, it would be pretty cool. And like the global guys, like you stay with the same kind of crew and you follow the same crane around. So like you become so tight with that crew that they literally are your family. Yeah. And food already it seems like a big family and like everyone is just amazing. But when you go on that global crew, experience things that you wouldn't experience with anyone else really yeah 100 percent. that's badass so like i might have to look into doing this i might become <laughs> like i might become like the next crane operator so i need <coughs> sorry i need to uh, uh my next job right has to be somewhere where i'm allowed to make videos yep uh and to do the whole social media thing that's just where I'm at in life now, right? Like it's become a thing and I turned into a small business and, you know, making decent money off of it. So like, you know, like I have to, I have to be able to uh, uphold that or keep up. I don't know what the word is, but I have to be able to like keep doing that and perfect place to do it. Yeah. My mood's great. As long as you're not on a site where you're not allowed to have like your phone. Um, yeah. You're allowed to then they're happy yeah like I, I i get sites like that right now right where it's like hey no they know i'm coming they're like hey tell dick frost no no phone today or i'll get there and be like hey don't make a video please and i'm like okay and i'll just make it in the truck <laughs> yeah that's true even the site i'm on right now like uh, we're not allowed to have like take pictures of the site and it makes sense that it's a it's a brand new site and I do the videos inside the crane. I don't really post anything of like outside what's going on the crane. And like the followers ask, they're like, "Oh, what are you hoisting?" I'm like, "I can't 
really show you. I don't want to jeopardize my job right now um, yeah. to show you. I'll take, I'll try to make funny content or um, that kind of stuff from inside where it's just me in the background of the crane. And I think the weirdest thing was uh, the client came up to me and they're like, hey, like we saw you on TikTok. And I was like, oh man, like, is this embarrassing? Is this cool? I don't really know, but I think it's pretty cool. And now all the guys know that I'm the TikTok person, I guess. So yep. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yep. How many followers you got over on TikTok now? I uh, don't know. I think it's 12,000. So we're, oh. we're getting there. <laughs> getting there. Getting there. That first 10K is hard. And then the sum crane up on our Instagram, we have, I think, like 2,000 followers. So we're slowly building up on there, too. There you go. What I'm excited for um, on the On the Throne podcast TikTok page, it, it is uh, almost 700 followers now. And when I get to 1,000, I can go live. Oh, right? cool. And um, at 500, technically now at 500, you can go live. But just audio, you can't show your face. And a thousand, you can show your face. And what I'm excited for is when I reach a thousand, I can do live episodes of the podcast right on TikTok and have the people come in and out and interact that way. And uh, I can go to the live center after it's done and I can download the video, save the video and and the pull the audio and put it up there. And that'll just be a whole new game changer for the podcast, you know? And there's so many people that I really want to talk to that will, that are, you know, on live, that would be, that'd be pretty interesting. And I can live stream here too, like through Facebook and to YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and stuff. But it's TikTok has that, that audience built in right where like, people don't have to be following you to just come in yeah they scroll by i'm like oh what's this and it's talking about something funny or something that catches their mind maybe tune yeah. in for it and then you maybe you'll catch a couple of followers that way yeah tiktok yes. is a brand new food it is it's been pretty good it's also been it's been a little bit uh bad at times but you know <laughs> like people grown ass adults drama i tell you Drama is a direct byproduct of an unorganized life. I'm surprised you haven't gotten banned on TikTok yet. Oh, I've been banned a couple times. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've lost my live access uh, for 24 hours this past summer when I was, uh, um, no, 48 hours when I was uh, live streaming in my room and on the road and uh, my coworker was in my room and he said some shit he shouldn't have said in two days, no TikTok live. Um, that's why I actually have a backup account. I have Frosty 2.0 and then Dick Frost 89, which is my main, but my backup is bigger than my main by almost double or more than double. Um, because you know, I, I was catching some 24 hour, 48 hour bands and three day bands and, you know, um, my content was being suppressed. And so I, I made the backup account kind of to be like, Hey, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to come over here and do my thing and then the backup account became bigger so oh yeah that's even better yeah you have a, so in case you get banned you can go live somewhere else yeah and if i get banned on both i'll just go live stream on instagram or facebook yeah lots of different social medias you can pick from yeah i don't i don't live stream much on instagram as much as i should uh live streaming on instagram is i actually might like it a little better than tiktok really Oh yeah. Have you ever gotten live on TikTok? 
No, I've watched your lives. You invited me the one day and I was like scrolling in bed with like eight chins laying there. I'm like, mm, <laughs> I'll join another day. <laughs> you got to join. I've taken so many live stream cherries. It's crazy. <laughs> and like you if, don't go live until it's with me because I, I love doing that. Okay, deal. I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Do you know what viscosity yeah. is? Viscosity? Yeah. I knew it in science when I was little, like in grade eleven, but I don't remember, I don't know the exact terminology. So it's like the dense or the the, the density or the viscosity of like liquid. The way it flows. The way it flows. Yeah, it could be really dense. Could be not so dense. Whatever the opposite of dense is. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So where I'm going with it is the podcast is sponsored. Shout out to the Mudman. Uh, you know, by the Mudman, www.mudmanmarket.com, and for all your drilling fluid and laboratory testing equipment needs, and the the thickness of the load question or 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 the viscosity question takes a really interesting turn on the podcast. Sometimes we we get into some pretty interesting conversations about the thickness of loads. <laughs> the thickness of loads. I bet you would. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and and there's a couple podcasts I, I had to watch. Kind of because I was kind of starting to do it a little bit where like women just want to be treated like everyone else, right? Totally. Like, don't treat a woman special because she's a woman. You got to watch what you say, yada, yada, yada. And so I was kind of going down the thickness of a load road with, uh, hey, that rock, uh, thickness of a load <laughs> road with, uh, with the mud man. And I, and I was starting to backtrack a little bit because I'm like, and I don't know if that's, uh, you know, uh, uh, appro- <laughs> appropriate. And then I'm like, ah, fuck it. She's coming on my podcast. She knows what she's in for. We got this. And so I dove right in. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, some guys on site were like, oh, I don't want to say that around you. And it's like, yeah, I've worked in this trade for eight and a half years. I have no problem with what you're going to say. I've heard it eight times. I have thick skin, and I'm going to give it back to you just as much as you give it to me. So bring yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Are you're only off for one day? Uh usually, yeah. Every other Sunday, we're off. We're off. Okay. So, uh, on Saturday, Fox Creek is having their Big Iron show in Fox, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, they asked me to MC. So, you know, I'm I'm excited for that. I've never done anything like that before. But like I said, podcast, like I do a lot of talking and and I wing it. So I. I think it's going to be good. I just can't make it's it's a family friendly affair. So like I got to maybe watch that a little bit. Yeah, you'll have to like tone her down a bit. <laughs> but they're all blue collar families, right? Like Oh, then it'll be fine. I'm sure like most of their kids word first word was fuck anyways. Oh yeah. My my 3-year-old told my boss to go fuck himself the other day. <laughs> I love that. My parents told yeah. fuck on the car they used to be like roll on the window flip them off morgan and just like hold my fingers back trying to them off yeah i love that i grew up blue collar too so it's uh Hell yeah good so you said your dad was worked for mamu yeah so he's a field mechanic and also a crane operator nice. he's all awesome. and my brother works there too and my fiance so it's like a whole cult of us damn it's just like a family business here what do you like you're you're trying to start a generational thing you're gonna have kids that work there too they're all gonna be little crane operators yeah 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 
break something, my dad has to come and fix it. So I'm like, okay, like it's broken, but at least dad's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I don't know what I want my daughters to do. Whatever makes them happy, I guess. And uh, maybe, maybe oil field. Hey, become a medic or some shit, you know, like experience the life. I think everyone should experience the lifestyle at least once. Yeah, I totally agree. Being in the trade, so cool. <laughs> With but yeah, stuff like that. What's that? Being uh, being in the trades and like working with your hands and it's just a cool industry to be a part of. Everyone should be in like the serving industry once and also some type of blue collar job, be the yeah. laborer and trade and try it out. Yeah, you're you're working to, towards something bigger than yourself, right? Like um, you have to be a team. If the team doesn't gel, someone could die, right? Yeah. Um, some something could go horribly wrong. Right. So I think, I think everyone should try it at least once in their life. And so it's so satisfying to get instant gratification um, when you're doing something like, let's say even running crane and you're hoisting and building something um, you complete something. So it's, you're always like, okay, yes, I did this. And you get the gratification right then and there, whether some jobs, like if you're working in the office, you're working towards a goal or something like that. And it's just, not as much. So I find a lot more joy working in the trades. What's the longest job you've ever been on? Like what, what, like the longest, the project that's taken the longest. Definitely this one right now. Like I never stay in a place for this long. Um, so I started this one the first week of July. Oh, wow. At air products. And so now it's September and we should be there till December. So I'm going a little bit crazy because usually I stay on a site for maybe two days and then I'm switching to like somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's really neat because the guys, like the pipe fitters and the welders and stuff, like they start to become like your friends and you really start to get to know them as well. So it's neat to bond with people in like other trades as well. Yeah, it is. I like, I love doing that. I love just talking to anybody actually, like <laughs> anybody. And it's like, um, when someone notices me on site, I take that as an invitation that, oh, I'm coming over and we're going to chat. Someone's like, what's up, dick? <laughs> And if I'm going this way, I divert this way. I'm like, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> and then we chat. And like, sometimes I think the what's up wasn't an invitation to come and chat. I think it was a, uh, hey, how are you? Carry on your way. Yeah. That's hilarious. My uh, one, I was telling my crew today, actually, that I was coming on your podcast. And the one guy, Scott, he's like, you know what? I know Dick from way back. And I was like, really? He's like, he's not going to know me, but I saw him on site before, before he became Dick Frost. And I was like, well, there you go. He's like, now what's, I know. What site? What site? I'll have to ask him and I'll DM you. But <laughs> he just told me back in the day, he saw you somewhere before you were you, you know? Before what's his you name? Uh, Scott Blair. Scott Blair. What up, Scott Blair? <laughs> there you go. Big shout out to Scott Blair. One of my, one of the good riggers out there. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> Yeah, I've worked on a lot of sites, so hey, that's that's badass that people recognize me even from be like back in the day, right? I didn't have the mustache, so <laughs> the mustache is is known for you. Yeah, yeah. When I shave it, so the saddest thing ever happened. Uh, last last April was it last April? I was some guy on TikTok paid me two grand to shave it off, like just dry <laughs> shave it. He sent me the money to my bank account first, oh. and then I shaved it. Yeah, I'd do that. Hell yeah. But the saddest thing ever happened. 
and I think that's why it was worth so much to him. I got on site and no one recognized who I was. <laughs> like, buddy, like the one guy that I like talk to all the time, I'm sitting there chatting with him. And it took him like two days to be like, dude, did you shave your mustache? <laughs> you're, you're dick. And I'm like, what's up, man? Yeah. Like I've been here for two days without a mustache now, you know, and you're, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's interesting when I shave it and people are like, who is that coming from somewhere up in the sky? Right. <laughs> you got two dogs you got two dogs what dog is that that's kiki kiki do you love me <laughs> yeah i didn't what kind of dog kiki they came named when i got them from their rescue but what kind They're of dog the is that one needy dog ever i'm surprised they haven't barked as much as they have been but now they're what, what kind of dog is kiki i don't know she's so unique and she has the fattest snaws i've ever seen she uh I always call her a shepherd cross, but I have no idea. <laughs> nice. Uh, we had two rescue dogs back in the day. Um, we rescued one in Saskatoon. And a week later, we realized he had separation anxiety. Oh, Couldn't yeah. leave the house without him. So my wife ended up working somewhere where she was allowed to take him with her to work. So it's pretty cool. But that wasn't enough. We had to go get another dog. Same place. <laughs> same rescue place and those guys they loved each other but they also hated each other no they 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 needed each other but they fought often <laughs> and as much as they could no <laughs> yeah yeah it was actually kind of funny sometimes and then you know when my wife was pregnant with our oldest he, the the first one we rescued he died he he was having some health issues for a couple of years we actually got another dog a third dog a puppy a mini schnauzer thinking, okay, well, he's going to die. We better, you know, get another dog to, like, kind of ease the loss for the other dog. Brought the brought the one back that was dying. Brought him back for another two years. Yeah. Oh, oh can you, you hear, hear me? That? I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, rescue dogs are the best. But they you never kind of know what you're going to get with the background, but they're, they're good girls. We actually... Yeah. Um, and I foster dogs as well. So we usually always have a puppy. Right now with uh, the crazy hours and the shutdown, we're not. But so far we've fostered three puppies through heart. And they're just so much joy and so cool finding them like forever homes. You know, you know what, you know what comes next, right? <laughs> what comes next? Babies. Oh, I know, I know. We get, we're getting married next summer and then we'll have some babies and there'll be no time for uh, foster puppies. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 26, so I started oh, at three at 18. Wow, good for you. Good for yeah. you. That's not bad. Yeah, no, we, my wife, my wife and I got married when we were, geez, we've been married for 11 years this year, so we're 34. Uh, so, so I guess fucking 20, 23. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we got married at 23. We, we were, we've been together for 17 years and, we didn't have kids for 12. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Not yeah. It was good. Good. You can figure your guys' life out and really get to yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not in a huge rush to have kids. Like eventually after the wedding, uh, we'd like to maybe start trying, but I'm in no Pull rush. that goalie. Pull the goalie. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, 
we got to experience a lot of cool shit before we had kids. We went to Florida a lot and California, a whole bunch of road trips, Salt Lake City, Seattle. You know, we've been all over. And, you know, you got to go to Disney World without kids. Yeah. That is that is a trip. <laughs> Have you went with kids now? No, not yet. We're working on that for November. Oh, awesome. And how old yeah. are they? Uh, my oldest here exactly one month from today actually she'll be six. Oh, that'll be she'll have so much fun in disneyland like that'll be a good age yep and my youngest is gonna be four in march so she's three and a half oh, and uh yeah no she i think she will really appreciate it a little bit more than the oldest one but i think the oldest one it won't be lost on her so i think that's that'll be a lot of fun she yeah. she doesn't like missing school so we'll have to figure out a time to go when she's she's got really high anxiety right so yeah it is what it is and the fear of missing out with school too i always loved school as a kid too yeah yeah so the teacher says that she is the best hugger she wants to hug everyone all the time including the teacher oh, so yeah yeah, she she's not uh, she's not really going for the academic part of it. She's there for the socialization, and that's the only reason why she likes going. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's you can ask for for a kid too. Yeah, and she yeah yeah she and she loves her new school because we just moved back to Edmonton, Calgary. So we got her. I got her into a good Catholic school, and uh, you know we're not Catholic or anything like that. But have you seen the state of the public school system? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So I like to, uh, I like to like kind of, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I like to uh, uh, wrap things up with, you know, um, asking a question here or one more question. I don't know if you can tell, but I am under the weather. I uh, have a fever and um, I've been hacking up all kinds of gross shit today. And uh, I had to go for a pre-access drug and alcohol test because I'm working in Fort Sask here. Uh, in a couple of days. And when I took the piss test, the, I was so dehydrated. The lady <laughs> said, if that was any shade, any other shade darker than what that currently is, I'd have to call an ambulance for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and I immediately got um, uh, a prime hydration drink. I downed 60 ounces of water. And like the next time I peed, it was a couple shades lighter. So that's good. It's good. I just feel better, but damn, that sucks. The Tylenol is wearing off, and I can feel it. So, oh, yeah. like, it's yeah, it's it. Whatever it is, what it is, I felt I could feel it before I even we started doing this. So, um, my wife just got over fucking kids going to school. That's what they have fun with that when that <laughs> happens. But yeah, they get my close. wife just had bacterial. Yeah, my wife just had bacterial pneumonia in both lungs. and i'm away working and yeah and i'm away working and could be there bacterial is the one that like plants you on your ass and you can't move or do anything this woman doesn't remember driving the kid to school every morning doesn't remember conversations doesn't remember how she got from point a to point b but she did it she said when she wasn't taking the kid to school her eyes were closed like she was home sleeping so the other kid got to watch a lot of tv uh during the day and like i didn't get what i have from her i got it before i went home the other day she's not contagious anymore so uh i think this is a change in the weather thing but yeah whatever my daughter has croup now so that's cool man just cool 
revolving door of cooties. Yeah, cooties is the word for sure. Cooties. Yeah. <laughs> so I I was gonna take a Tylenol before we started, but my wife's like, that'll make you pass out because it's one of those extra strength nighttime ones. Yeah, just good night halfway through the podcast. Yeah, well, I've always wanted to do that. I recently <laughs> just started doing edibles. Ooh, fun. Right, like like a year ago. And I've only 2.5 milligrams fucked okay. me right up. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I couldn't move my head. My arms wouldn't lift. And it was only 2.5 milligrams. I was like, that's insane. So... Uh, I have only done it twice in the last year and a half, but I might take one tonight, you know, get a good sleep lights and out. Uh, lights out. Take a Tylenol. Can I take a Tylenol with an edible? You know, I'm not a doctor, but I'd say give her. Hell yeah. <laughs> our, my heart's going to explode. And right here, this it's, it's all her. Dr. Morgan Bosch, Dr. Not a Morgan Bosch, not a Dr. Morgan Bosch. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> So the question I like to ask to end it, I guess, would be, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore has three of the most or four of the most influential people in American history on it and quite possibly North America. Um, if you could have uh, your own Mount Rushmore with four people that have inspired you the most or you look up to, who, who would it be and why? Oh, man. OK, so mine definitely would be very famous people. Um, one would be probably my mom and my dad. Uh, they've honestly are the biggest supporters in my life. They are nothing but amazing human beings. Um, they're my best friends, as lame as that might sound, but it's it's no. not. They're literally my ride or die. Um, another person I really look out look up to is uh, Tanya. So she's my best friend, but also my branch manager. She started as an administrator at Mamut and then worked her way up and to like dispatcher and then to operations manager, and now she's the branch manager. And she's just a badass woman and just so cool and just like inspiring and wants to get women into the trades. And like, she really treats every single one of us, like the guys and the girls, like, um, like family. And she cares about every single one of us. So she's definitely up there. And then shout out to Tanya. <laughs> yeah, definitely shout out to Tanya. She is the best. So mom, dad, Tanya, um, yeah, I, those three for sure. They're biggest people in my life that have really put such a positive impact in my life. I don't I'll have to think on the fourth, but those three have made a big impact. That's huge. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people have their parents up there and my, my dad is on mine, but for a completely different reason, right? Like I, it's not someone I look up to and it's someone that when I see, when I look up and see him there, it's someone that I strive not to be right. And that sucks. It does. You know, my dad was my superhero when I was growing up. Right. And, you know, it turns out, you know, never meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was a shitty day when, when I found out, you know, the kind of person he is. So. Well, it just shows you to strive to be someone completely different for your girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I think first and foremost, my wife, uh, my dad wasn't a great person to any of the women he was with. So, okay. yeah. You realize that as a man as well and can see the person you don't want to be. That's a huge step. It took my wife a long time to like snap that into me, you know, like, look what this guy's doing. 
look, Good. look, look at this. And I kind of knew, but like, I didn't want to see it. That's my dad. Right. And like, Oh, at the beginning, the beginning of my TikToks, uh, like three years ago now, Holy shit. At the beginning, <laughs> um, I made a lot of videos about my dad, right? Like, you know, uh, just my fucked up family in general, you know, like there's a lot of weird shit that's happened, you know, family sleeping with family and, uh, uh, triple X videos being made and, and with family. And I just happen to watch one and, Oh God, that, that, that's a whole other backstory. (laughs) You got time? (laughs) (laughs) I'll listen to that episode any day. Oh yeah, I think I've talked about it actually on the same episode where my wife did, needs to listen still about the shit I was saying about her. Uh, it's the Dinks episode with Amanda and Billy. Cool, I'll definitely take a listen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Hey, you know this is this has been a lot of fun, and you know I think you're episode forty. Sweet, cool, number forty. You're number Woo. forty. We're <laughs> twelve weeks away from a whole year that's exciting yeah we haven't missed a week uh, a day yet every tuesday podcast comes out and we haven't missed a a day yet there's been some close calls but you know um i'm excited i'm excited and and i say it all the time you know i get nervous when i'm recording and then the day podcast drops or releases i get really anxious all day i'm like oh it's eight o'clock uh podcast releases in eight hours oh it releases in four hours oh half an hour you know and then when it drops i'm like yeah right and and i just shoot it out as much as i can sometimes it takes me a day or two to put it out places but you know it's it's really become you know my outlet i guess in a way and it's been a lot of fun good yeah and you seem really calm like you don't seem nervous at all so that's awesome I'm fidgeting with everything. <laughs> I'm I also. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just what I do. I, I fidget when I'm on the phone too, though, right? So um, chaos. I love it. I thrive in, in, in the face of chaos. So that's, that's blue collar for you. Hell yeah. Chaos, chaos is cash. So Chaos is cash. I chaos have... is cash. On them. <laughs> you, you should make that into a t-shirt. Chaos is cash. I like it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Morgan. I I really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. My first podcast. Hell yeah. Alive one day. Yes. And we'll have to do another podcast at some point too, you know. Um, I think I've only ever had, so Uncle Hack and Dougie Snakes came on their own separate episodes. And then I brought them on together on one episode. And that was, that was chaotic. (laughs) <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That one, it was uh, live streamed. And if you didn't see the live stream, you missed out on it. So, yeah, it was it was a really interesting, special, I, I don't call it special, I guess. But, yeah, it was a really interesting episode. And, I mean, it's on YouTube if you still want to watch it. But because it was live streamed there, yeah. Cool. Well, check it out. Absolutely. I'm going to go take some Tylenol now and, and an edible and, like, try to call my wife before i fall asleep okay good luck and hopefully you wake up for work in the morning oh i'll wake up i'll wake (laughs) up i uh yeah no it's good it's good i'm gonna pump myself full of liquids i've got another prime here and lots of water so perfect we'll feel better soon absolutely thanks thanks for coming on you uh you stay frosty (laughs) thanks see ya